Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Oh, I'm excited for podcast week this week. Um, Today we have a guest. Ready for this, everybody? (laughs) Nadina. Got that part. Yes. Kojo Karu. Okay. We're going to let her say her name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nadina is is another fellow um, life coach school certified coach. We met. It was okay. It was like a little over a year ago now. Yes. At Mastermind. Yes, it was so fun. We sat near each other, which is such a gift because when you're in a big, gigantic room of people, um, I don't know, the universe, God, spirit, whatever, places you yes. next to certain people. Yay! Yes. <laughs> so um, that's fun that we have that shared memory together. And because of the pandemic, there was no mastermind this year, but um, look forward to it again in the future. Of course. So why don't you, there's a very, well, there's multiple reasons. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, but why don't you just start by introducing yourself? You can say your name as it should be pronounced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, tell us what you do, how you got here, why you'd even be willing to get on, um, on a podcast like this and share your wisdom with us. Yeah. So, um, First of all, I have to ask you something, and I should have asked you probably before, but uh, apparently not. <laughs> um, okay. Um, you have an explicit uh, oh, no, sign you on can... your podcast. All the language is welcome. Okay. okay. I, I do mark, I label it as explicit. I would say most episodes, there is very little um, feisty language. Um, mm-hmm but I'm often the one who's dropping it if it comes. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like with the nature of the topic, it's almost like can Mm -hmm. be triggering for people. Should it be? I don't, I don't think it should be or has to be, but it just Mm -hmm. is. And so for me, that's a circumstance. That's a fact. Like the, you know, the word abortion itself triggers people. So why not just mark it as explicit? And then we can say whatever we want to (laughs) say. Exactly. Because of that, my podcast is more marked explicit as well <laughs> from the same reason <laughs> I, I love it um, f-bombs sometimes perfect and, uh, well yeah. um at the so, end actually I have scheduled for um January 1st Carl Lowenthal mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. name drop yeah. for my listeners it's exciting I have an event at the end of the year that everyone mm-hmm. can start looking forward to we're gonna um I'm welcoming five master coaches. We're going to drop an episode a day and her mm-hmm. podcast is called unfuck your brain. So yes, just yeah. dive right in. So introduce yeah. yourself, tell us the name of your podcast and drop all the swear words you want. Yeah. So I am Nadina Kojokaru. <laughs> uh, I'm a certified life and weight coach through the life coach school. And, uh, uh, I am a small animal veterinarian as well, or a pet doctor, 
Yes. <laughs> to, to be more specific. Yeah. What and small uh, animal? What constitutes as exactly. the biggest? Like, what's the biggest small animal? Uh, okay. So we are taking care of cats, dogs, uh, rabbits, Birds. rodents as rodents. Uh, as pets, not yeah. horses. So okay. horses are horse vets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I don't not do that horses. it's relevant. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so in your day job, so, that is your work, and you yeah. are also a life yeah. coach. Keep going. Yeah, so uh, I'm the host of the Waitles for Small Animal Veterinarian podcast. Nice. And uh, uh, I am born and raised in communist Romania. Mm. I moved to Sweden for almost yeah. 10 years ago to work as a vet here. Yeah. And uh, I currently work part-time as a vet and full-time as a coach. Nice. And, uh, I coach in English, Swedish, or Romanian. Amazing. And, uh, I am able to understand French and Italian pretty well. But Jeez, uh, I'm lady, come on! <laughs> in those languages, you're like a superhero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, Amazing. Uh, I uh, I've been married for 23 years with the same person. Nice. <laughs> And uh, I use brain science, biology, and coaching to help my small animal vet clients mm. to lose weight and to gain time, money, and confidence mm. in their lives and careers. Mm -hmm. And uh, more than that, I want to bring love, fun, mm. and ease mm. in uh, weight loss process. Beautiful. And if it's not fun, then it's a no. Mm. If it's not fun, it's a no. Yeah. And in my opinion, hard is a four-letter word. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us what you mean. Um, and uh, I think that uh, we are doing a lot of uh, uh, assault on our uh, brains. Mm with uh, yeah we can do freaking hard things and uh, um, I can do freaking hard things as well but I'm done with them <laughs> you know this is so interesting because um, I have always said my abortion one of the things my abortion taught me is that I can do hard things mm -hmm. so I'm totally in that camp mm -hmm. however in the last few months, I started questioning myself and saying, mm -hmm. like, what if it was never hard? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really, exactly. I love that you brought this up. And I do yes. think it is, um, I do think when we say I can do hard things, we're sort of meeting ourselves where we're at. It feels mm -hmm. hard in that moment, but the mm -hmm. evolution, and you can disagree with me. But the evolution we can get to is to look back and go, that was never hard. <laughs> like, I just told yeah. myself it was hard. And I love how you say, like, assault on our brains. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. good. Because I think that the journey is the reason of doing something all yeah. the time. Yeah. And if we think about the journey all the time, this is freaking hard. Planning my food, freaking hard. Totally. You know, choosing the food, freaking hard. Yeah. What the heck? It's fun and is and yeah. gives you freedom. Yeah. And 
you won't be willing to stick on your food plan or to stick on your uh, or your routines like healthy uh, self-care routines if you think like it's freaking hard yeah. because our brains is like running a marathon mm-hmm. might be hard Mm-hmm. that day but we are not running a freaking marathon every day the journey to learn how to run a marathon needs to be fun yeah otherwise yeah. you you won't be able to do it and i don't know if you are familiar with uh, the book finish by finish joe ekoff no finish. you'll have to no. okay yeah i'll have to I find will, it. i will yes and he says that all the olympics like golden olympics yeah uh, in swimming and in everything are not thinking every day when they wake up in the morning oh it's so freaking hard to go to train <laughs> they actually look forward to it yeah totally <laughs> you cannot be a golden olympic yeah if you think that everything that you do is a drag totally and you have to talk yourself into it yes all the time yeah. So that's why I'm I'm saying that running a marathon or or telling your brain that you are running a marathon which is hard every single moment of your life it's not a good place to be yeah. in in a in a constant combat. So yeah. bringing fun and ease and by the way in my opinion hard exists only in our freaking brains. Mm-hmm. It's not a factual thing. It's a freaking thought. <laughs> yeah it's an opinion and it's bullying our nervous system and torturing our body with chemicals that create pain so i love that uh, did you just say uh, it's bullying our nervous that's amazing i love that that's (laughs) awesome i'm thinking about all my listeners who are like they're freaking out right now they're like no 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 no. my abortion was hard and so what Mm -hmm. i like to do in that um I have a lot of fun with my client mm-hmm. when we're healing mm-hmm. afterwards, when mm-hmm. we're finding peace mm-hmm. and freedom afterwards, just so yes. much fun. We cry, yes. we laugh. It's super fun. Yes. But for those, cause some people find the podcast before they make the choice and they're like, <laughs> I don't know what planet you're on, but this is hard. <laughs> Everything about this is hard. And so mm-hmm. what I like to say is like, you know, maybe you don't need to jump to fun but Mm -hmm. this is powerful. Like every choice I make right now is powerful. Like I have power. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like eventually that power can turn to fun. (laughs) But when you're in the moment and you've got like still have Mm -hmm. this unwanted pregnancy in your body, Mm -hmm. for most of us doesn't feel fun. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which leads us to, you have some story to share with us. Do you not? Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, talk about uh, your story. Yeah. So um, I am born and raised, like I said, in communist Romania and yeah. communism ended in 1989. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I think I was born like an old lady <laughs> from mm-hmm. my birth <laughs> because uh, I had I have vivid memories since I was really, really, really young. Mm. And I remember whole conversations and all, all, wow. all the things. Yeah. And uh, um, I was born old and wise, I think. <laughs> and, <laughs> I believe that about you. 
and uh, uh, it was illegal to mm-hmm. to to terminate a pregnancy in communist yeah. Romania, and mm-hmm. uh, it was not only illegal, but you you ended up in jail, yeah. and wow. you ended up in jail as uh, as a woman who performed that or. Uh, and as a person who performed the procedure on you as well. Wow. And uh, not only that, but uh, my mom got through a miscarriage, actually. And you were put in, uh, in jail. You know, the, the OBG department of the hospital in, in my town had a separate department for women with miscarriages or slash uh, uh, wanted or uh, induced yeah. uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. And those women were in a jail with bars, white bars with thrust on. I, I vividly remember those things. And until somebody will investigate the case oh and decided that it was a miscarriage and not an induced abortion, you would have been in that jail for days and days and days with no medical care whatsoever. Oh my God. The problem was that my father was also a veterinarian mm-hmm. and the vets were the ones that were suspected all the time wow. for inducing miscarriages or abortion or terminating pregnancies in women because they had access to some substances that might have induced the the abortion. And of course, that was not good to to have the husband who was a vet and she having a a miscarriage. And uh, we've almost lost her because uh, she developed sepsis and severe uh, bleedings after after the miscarriage and uh, I remember visiting her we were not allowed to go into the hospital so she crawled from her bed she was like pale as a as a ghost and mm-hmm. uh, um, she came in um, in the door of, of that department and um, we saw her or looked at her and she waved at us. And then uh, we went back back home, not knowing that uh, she will be alive or not, uh, to come home or not. And uh, uh, she had severe fever for a few days in a row, over 40 degrees. I think it's 100 or over 100 um, Fahrenheit. It's like highest fever possible Mm. and sepsis and uh, after a few days, they decided that, yeah, apparently it was a miscarriage and she received treatment and uh, she made it. And, uh, and you were how old at this time? Five years old. Wow. And, and um, you had siblings? Yeah, I, had, I have a, a, an older brother mm-hmm. and um, uh, my mom got pregnant actually uh, once after that. Uh, so I had... a. Uh, uh, younger sister as well mm. who is nine years younger than I am and it was quite interesting uh, I think my my mom 
uh, was fortunate to just have I th two miscarriages in her life and one was early on when uh, they they live um, on, on the countryside in a small 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 village mm -hmm. and uh, um, but then after moving to, to the big city that was a problem when she had the, the second miscarriage and uh, the problem was that the communist state demanded kids to mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to um, to have uh, that kind of uh, yeah we are wealthy we we want kids uh, and uh, all these shenanigans and uh, the problem was that there there was no contraceptive methods whatsoever so you mm. were able to receive jail time if they found out that you have condoms for instance wow so uh, people or women who wanted to enjoy their sexuality yeah had to find solutions for uh for preventing pregnancies or to terminate pregnancies and uh, i know women in uh, in our families that had like an abortion two or three times every year and sometimes really late abortions mm -hmm. just to be able to okay at least now i'm pregnant i will wait to terminate this pregnancy and to enjoy my sexuality during this time wow um and then i will terminate it because if i'm already pregnant i can't get yes. pregnant again and i can yes. just enjoy my relationship yes and it's crazy shit. Wow. 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 And have you talked to your mom about all of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so my mom um, yeah, and I talked about that yeah. a bit um, later on. And mm -hmm. another thing was really interesting when she got pregnant with my sister, she was 36 years old mm -hmm. and she hired because uh, it was not okay to be that old and still having an obvious proof that you are having sex with your husband wow <laughs> and so you guys was, like let's just step back remember we're talking like this 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 ended in 1989 like yeah. you are probably fairly similar to my age like mm -hmm. i'm born 76 yeah, and I'm born in 79, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about like these stories you'd think were so, so long ago, and they're not. Mm -hmm. not. Nope. This is so when we reference the beginning of this conversation where we talk about, but abortion is hard. Mm -hmm. How do I talk about it as fun? How do I live in the moment and take power in the moment? It's relative. Mm -hmm. Because for women in Romania, it mm -hmm. might be fun to go to Planned yes. Parenthood, get the yes. care you need, get the yep. birth control you need. This is a beautiful mm -hmm. and shocking example 
of yeah. how circumstances can be interpreted in so many yes. ways. Yes. Oh. And, and it's mind blowing because uh, mind -blowing. I actually coached, uh, coached uh, some uh, clients that uh, that had uh, abortions, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, they discovered quite late they they were pregnant mm -hmm. and uh, they did all the things to prevent the pregnancy they even tested themselves mm -hmm. when they felt a little bit funny yeah and the test was negative mm -hmm. and then they've discovered later on that they were pregnant and they actually felt joy when they still had time to term to legally terminate that pregnancy, that unwanted pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, I think, we have to understand that we are put in such different frames by the society and by the neurotransmitters or the hormones in our brains. Yes we have to be in a certain way to be part of the society and the way we think about our bodies our weight our choices we have to embrace them they might be totally different than what society teaches us and that's yeah. okay yeah and i think the the norms of the society to question everything mm -hmm. is the first step in understanding mm -hmm. how we can relate to that event in our life yeah and even to understand why we want to go to food and or alcohol or drugs to dull that emotion that we feel well, you just led into the reason that I invited you onto the podcast. But like I said, we had many amazing things to talk about. <laughs> Actually, I think yeah. um, I think one of the group exercises you and I did together at Mastermind was that exercise about questioning everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, we we yeah. just like I don't remember what we came up with. I think we might have. <laughs> I think were you and and Narice was in the group. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think we were with uh, uh, with um, uh, Rebecca Terville. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca. And anyway, with, uh, it was Donna. a great exercise in the um, in the event to really just stretch your brain around questioning everything. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely what we invite our clients to do when we're coaching is yep. let's look at this from lots of different perspectives. So as you've led us into, um, I went into our group of brilliant and skilled coaches and said, is there anyone comfortable talking to my audience about choosing alcohol, drugs, partying after abortion to numb away the feelings? And that is how you landed here. You said me, and I have a story I want to share. And so we could probably yeah. talk another 45 minutes about the story <laughs> that you just shared. <laughs> but like dropping a bomb and, and just, yep, 
Yeah. Let it simmer. Then we're just gonna let it simmer and maybe it will come back up again, maybe not, but it is such a beautiful example of perspective and mm-hmm. how we yes. can choose to see things um, and what is and is not in our control and how we own power in our lives regardless mm-hmm. of our governments mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. situation. So what you just introduced is a concept that we call buffering in life yeah. coaching. We cannot use that word again, but um, mm-hmm. we can if we need to. Essentially, it is choosing something outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. food, alcohol, mm-hmm. pornography, mm-hmm. in order to numb a feeling. And so a yeah. lot of people after abortion are looking for ways to numb their feelings. And many, many, especially, and I don't want to, I wanna be careful here, um, but in the client base I've served, it is often the younger women who choose alcohol and partying, which makes sense because they don't have other children to care for. They don't have, right? Like it's a different lifestyle. So it makes sense, but let's, Tell us more about why we choose something like alcohol, drugs, partying after an experience like abortion or a loss or an accident or something. Because I think the answer is a little bit in neuroscience and biology Mm -hmm. and uh, understanding that our brains are wired to seek pleasure and to avoid pain. Yeah. And that is, we are wired to seek survival or Mm -hmm. to reward survival. And for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, survival meant seeking pleasure mm-hmm. and avoid pain yeah. at any costs. And if in the caveman uh, days, kind of <laughs> days, yeah. that meant don't hit your foot in that rock because it hurts or uh, go look after some berries because they are delicious, they will kick, they will uh, release some dopamine in your brain to, to reward you for, for finding them. Mm-hmm. So seek them again, yeah. go longer rides and, and seek for them and, and eat them, uh, or to seek pleasure in, in uh, having sex and procreate mm-hmm. to, to perpetuate the, the species. Um, Right now, we have the same survival mechanisms as the caveman, and we have an abundance of possibilities of um, dopamine rewards all the time. They are easily available, and they are cheap, and uh, um, 
it's socially acceptable socially acceptable <laughs> yeah and it's even rewarded by the society to to dull the emotions and i've yeah, seen uh, totally. a commercial to to uh, a really known uh, ice cream uh, um, company that said uh, don't feel your feelings eat them wow <laughs> and i was like wtf <laughs> yeah yeah here? and uh, and uh, it's uh, it's okay for the brains because when we experience an abortion no matter how we think about that even if if we think it's bad if we think it's it's uh, hard if you think it's no matter how we think about it it will affect us in some way it will create some emotions and we know from the evolution that feeling that kind of emotions in your body means death because showing emotions meant that you are left outside of the tribe and you don't get the connection or the resources of the tribe so you are suddenly in a in a, in pain and you you have an oxytocin uh, lack in your brain which creates the the connection with the group and you are fighting your biology or your brain who is telling you that if you are showing emotions you will die and then you are also fighting the society norms that says it's okay to drink to dull that emotion so first you are not able to show it or you are ashamed of showing it and on the other hand you have all those uh, free and cheap methods to to deal with that right that will dull that that uh, that negative emotion and there is no wrong in that either and some people need that kind of step in their process processing of emotions and i usually tell my clients who are overweight for instance that those kilograms or those pounds or on your body saved your mental sanity yeah wow what a good way to look at it yeah because those are the reason you are alive and i'm working with uh, small animal veterinarians and we have one of the highest suicide rate from all the professions wow in really and uh, yeah and uh, we are dealing with a lot of negativity and uh, negative talk and uh, we usually go to towards alcohol or towards food to dull mm. all those emotions and i usually joke with them and say okay if the alternative is to to do something violent towards yourself or towards other people and to eat maybe that was your way of dealing with that situation right. at that time yeah you didn't yeah. have other tools yeah and it's okay yeah you don't have to hate your body you don't have to hate yourself mm -hmm. or feeling hangover or to 
uh, to become overweight or to 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 use chocolate or candies to go through any negative emotion no matter what is the cause of it and now what when you learned more okay what to do from this point when you know how your brain works you know that there are some neurotransmitters involved in in that process um, now we know if we have a dopamine kick it will be just for 10-15 minutes and the urge of dulling that emotion is really powerful to give you an example yeah a, a kind yeah. of funny one <laughs> i yes. had a client <laughs> who lived uh, in a remote area uh, above the uh, north uh, pole circle or alaska uh -huh. deep in the middle of nowhere yeah and she craved potato chips and it was winter and it was dark it was uh, no sun in sight uh, and uh, she had to drive for three hours to get a potato bag uh, chips <laughs> Sorry. oh my goodness <laughs> so imagine like that you have an emotion which mm -hmm. is urge in this situation or a craving yeah and then you are on the sofa so you have to get up get dressed move your body outside the house take the, the car cold from the <laughs> let's not yeah, forget the about cold. the cold <laughs> cold and darkness cold and darkness <laughs> drive for freaking three hours to the uh, gas station that was open and had potato chips <laughs> buy three bags eat two on the way back and save one for later so all of that action was driven by the craving by that energy that that emotion has on us yeah. the easy solution is because guess what after you eat the chips the main problem is still there so I will discuss a little bit about how I see cravings and urges, but imagine that the solution is just to sit with me for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That craving instead of driving for six hours totally yeah. to get that. So imagine right. that fire that you are putting behind those actions to fulfill that craving. That's yeah. the each ton of energy. Yeah, and it's almost like if you just lean into the intensity of it for 15 mm -hmm. minutes versus extending and <laughs> flattening the intensity, yeah. right? To minimize the intensity, you just mm -hmm. created a seven hour trip mm -hmm. to make it feel a little less ver versus just feeling the intensity of it for yeah. a much shorter amount of time. Yeah. I actually had a yeah. client text me this morning and um, I messaged her back and just reminded her feelings are vibrations in your body. Nothing yeah. to fear, right? Like, yeah. 
You're a yeah. badass woman who can feel mm-hmm. and accomplish mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what happens, I think this is where you were headed, but what happens mm-hmm. when instead of feeling that feeling, mm-hmm. in this case, you're mm-hmm. talking about urge in, um, in the case of someone who's escaping a negative feeling, yes. like they're looking for something more like numb, like they're wanting yes. to numb, right? So yes. what happens when instead of feeling that, you indulge, we'll say, in whatever the thing is, the, the <laughs> chips or the, <laughs> the chips or the alcohol or the drugs, um, yeah, dead. What are you doing? What are you creating in your life when you choose that instead? I think the way I see cravings and urges is they are just a signal. Uh, mm-hmm. Your body wants, or your brain, sorry, wants to to put your attention or to to take away your attention from the real problem, yeah. because no real urge or craving and if we ever had felt that fire under our asses that draw you you know puts us in 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 that amount of action to drive that amount of you know we can we we feel powerless we we cannot stop we we feel that restlessness and everything that moves 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 and the thing is that I see it as a signal and I usually encourage my clients and I'm doing that myself. I'm asking, I'm communicating with the urge or yeah, with the craving. Communicate with the urge. <laughs> so I am talking to my urge or to yeah. my craving and I encourage mm-hmm. my, my clients to do that as well. Yeah. And we sound like uh, a little bit uh, deranged but we are talking to our cravings and we are asking them what do you want me to see here yeah yeah yeah. what's the real problem here (sighs) and usually it's something else in 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 my client's case it might be that i've lost that puppy that puppy died because Mm -hmm. of me Right. Or, uh, or in your client's case, I've done something wrong. I or lost that I'm, baby. That baby died because of me. Baby. That exactly. I've very I've much something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've killed the baby. So, okay. Um, and the problem is that using that substance, which might be, like I said, a step in the process will not take away the real pain here. It will just postpone dealing with it. Yeah. And like I said, there is no timeline on that. Right. There is no timeline. There is no manual for our pain. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't come, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. Mm -hmm. Your pain will stop in three hours, 15 minutes and 20 seconds. (laughs) No, It's a process that will take as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. And we can drink or eat Mm -hmm. and the pain 
will be there and wait for us. Yeah. And sometimes we might, sometimes that might be the choice of survival. Like you're saying with those extra pounds, like sometimes the answer is not feel all the feelings. Sometimes it's feel as many as you can. Yes. And then have the chips, have the drink. And then next time feel a few more, have the chips, have the drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next step that I see is after discussing with the urge or the craving Mm -hmm. and to dip our toes a little bit in the pool of emotions. Yeah. Usually the first layer, and I see that that process of, of experiencing or or processing intense negative feelings, usually the first layer is shame. Shame about what society thinks about Mm -hmm. shame about me as a person who was able to do that or not to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shame about me being relieved. Yeah. That was my shame. <laughs> yeah. So I felt relieved and then shoop, shame, spoof. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember being surprised by that one because I was like, why yeah. am I still feeling shame? I don't regret my yes. decision. Oh, yeah. I have shame yes. for feeling good about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I usually say that losing weight, not losing weight, having a, an abortion, not having an abortion, or Drinking, not drinking. Yeah. Have, and I know I invited you on here yes. with, with the question about, about drugs and alcohol, but, and, and partying, but many, many people gain weight after abortions yes. too. Many, yeah. many, many people eat their feelings yeah. after abortion. Yes. So, this is, I mean, this is yeah. essentially just a conversation about yeah. anything you buffer with yeah. for any reason. Yeah. And, uh, and then is that the partying is really fitting into place because we have to show the tribe that we are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to fit in. Yeah. We are not broken. We don't show emotions. We are not different. Mm-hmm. So And of true. course we will continue life as usual just just to be able to 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 cope with with uh, with what's going on yeah yeah and I think that and maybe this is where you're headed too but I think that what many people don't understand about hiring a life coach for something specific is that how we do one thing is how we do everything. So when we learn to process shame yeah. after losing someone's puppy or mm-hmm. after choosing a termination or X, Y, Z, um, when we learn to feel and process and experience the fullness of being human, mm-hmm that's a gift we give ourselves for everything else in our life. 
Yes. Parenting shame, marriage shame, yes. friendship shame, <laughs> yes. uh, volunteer yeah. shame, all of it, yes. all of it. Yeah. And so yeah. I, you know, I say all the time, like for me, abortion is just a door we enter to learn how to be human, right? Yeah. You know, if, if we decide to invest in, in coaching after an abortion, we're, we're just opening a door on the story of being human. And the same goes yeah. for you. If someone hires you to lose weight, it's not yes. about the weight necessarily. No. It's about how do I be fully human yes. in this experience and exactly. feel all my feelings. And, and also what I think coaching does, uh, it gives us courage to yeah. be in, in our own experience to yeah. experience myself as I am. Yeah. And sometimes we need a hand that is holding us yeah. with unconditional love and yeah. non-judgment yes. faith to go through that because experiencing our own humanness yeah. is hard. Yeah to look at all those beliefs that we have about ourselves to, to try to wiggle them a little bit and change them. It's a profound transformation yeah. of all the, and I think also what we give our clients as coaches, uh, as coaches um, is we give them the permission to feel. Yeah. And yeah. the tools to not freak out about yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh my goodness. What an episode. I can't thank you enough. Is there anything else you feel like some listener needs to hear that you may have planned ahead or are just feeling yeah. pulled think, to you in this moment? Like what? Yes, I think. Um, We have to, like I said uh, a little bit earlier, don't have an agenda for how that needs to develop in time, mm -hmm. your experiencing of your negative emotion or how you experience your abortion or yeah. uh, any negative thing. And to allow and to embrace and to welcome that it will come in waves it will come and go. It's not mm -hmm. a one, one time um, thing and one and done, yeah. but it's, it will come in waves. It will come when you less expect it. Don't judge it. Don't judge yourself for, for feeling that or to, to have that experience and uh, to allow for the flavors of it as well. Yeah. To not judge in which flavor that emotion will come to you or or how you will see that circumstance in in your life yeah what what what's the flavor that your brain will give it and sometimes it will be craziness and over dramatic and we are actually allowed to laugh about our brains sometimes <laughs> I, we because laugh about it's our like, brains a lot <laughs> yeah it's like okay brain that was yeah. a stretch <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I circle back around to a question I was curious to ask you when you told your story at the beginning? Um, because I think it, it might be a nice way to pull this all together. You're a young woman, right? You're only five when you, when you see this experience yeah. with the visual, right? Yes. The bars and the, is my mother going to live? Um, yeah. How did you, in, can you, con like, can you look back now and recognize how you thought your way through growing up as a young girl in that environment because many young women who went who saw what you saw lived how you lived um could have easily told the story that human beings are awful life is scary i'm not safe mm -hmm. um so how did you evolve into this person who would question things, who would have, oh, like how many young women did not have these conversations with their mothers, with their family? Like, how did you become that person who was willing to see it in a different way and then to take the power in your life? Am I making sense? <laughs> I think that, uh how I see, because that was not the only thing that they were doing during communist time in Romania. And uh, we had yeah. one of the strictest regimes in, in the East Europe uh, at that time. And uh, I, uh, the things that, that, uh, motivate me the most are the freedom of speech yeah. the liberty of women mm -hmm. choosing how the heck they want to live yeah. and what the f they want to do with yeah. their bodies mm -hmm. to be able to accomplish amazing things even not being not being perfect mm -hmm to be okay and to have their backs, backs yes. all the time, no matter what. <laughs> That's a big one for me. And to, to be able to see and to recognize oppression mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and forms. Yeah in any society. Yeah. Yeah, so for my listeners, whatever you've been through, to come to a place where you can at least believe it's possible to yeah. maintain your freedom of speech, to yes. maintain your liberty as a woman, to have your yes. own back, to see and recognize oppression. Yeah. To at least to believe it. it. Yeah. To be able to call it out. Yeah. Loudly, sometimes right. standing alone. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. That feels like a really big moment to be able yeah. to call it out sometimes yeah. loudly. Yeah. Be willing to stand alone. I feel like. Yeah. And I've I, done that over and over again. 
yeah. And fortunately, I was just almost 14 years old when all that shit ended. But but it didn't uh, end. <laughs> yeah, it didn't end. Yeah, it's not but, like a full freedom yeah. after yes. us. Right. But uh, I promised myself that I I will always speak because we were shushed all the time. You don't, because you don't know who's listening. You don't know how, when your neighbor will turn you in, when your neighbor will say something that you said and you will end up in jail or your father shot in the head on spot if they found food in the fridge or something crazy like that and uh, and so on. So I promise myself that I will speak all the time. Even if I'm afraid, even if I feel shame, even if I'm embarrassed by my accent or my imperfect way of speaking <laughs> and just do it. Just and do sometimes it. I had marks in the palms of my hands because I put my nails in the palm of, palms of my hands and done it anyhow. Yeah. And I am proud of me of being able to do that. I'm proud of you too. Amazing. You. This is amazing. I can't thank you enough. Um, thank you. This well. at the whole time we were recording, I was thinking this is an episode I want to listen to multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so really, um, if people want to find you and just learn more about you and and all of your courage and um, and obviously skilled coaching, um, where would they find you? I am on Facebook or Instagram at Vet Coach International because vet I'm a vet, I'm a coach international. and I'm international because I've coached people from, for over, from over 20 countries. Oh, that's so <laughs> I've reached more than 20 countries with my coaching, which yeah. I'm proud of. That's so amazing. I'm a Vet Coach International. <laughs> vet Coach uh, International. I love that. Thank you so much. My, my web page is also Vet Coach International. Okay. And we'll put all the links up, but sometimes people yeah. like to just go right to it before they yeah. can even find the show notes. So yes. Uh, what a pleasure. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Thank and thank you, Nadina, thank you. for being here. And um, this, is how we, this is how we create change. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice.